July 15th, 2021. This is Abelcraft, episode one. I'm Abel Kirby. And I'm Sir Spencer. Welcome to the show. Right, episode one, baby, coming at you. All right, this is the first one we've ever done, and of course, as always, this show is unrehearsed. <laughs> That's right. So, um, the reason that I wanted to do this, and the reason I asked you to, to come on with me, is because there's been some buzz about uh, this podcast index stuff, uh, especially the possibility of using it uh, with uh, as basically a music source for a music player, and as a public publishing mechanism. Uh, where you could independently publish something, you know, through your own website and have it aggregated by uh, by an app uh, or by uh, you know a a whole family of apps that are out there that that would be able to pull out and say, oh, here's some music uh, and and present it to the user. And uh, one of the the troubles with it is it's so hard to figure out exactly how this is going to work and uh, you know how to get the pitch right to to sell it to people and and make them understand. I think. You and I kind of see that there's something here, um, yeah. And I'm I've been trying to work that out. Um, I mean, I wanted to ask you what what's your feeling on this whole thing? Well, it's like you said, I'm I'm pretty excited about it just because I kind of I feel like I can see the writing on the wall and the future where this is going to happen, regardless of if we do or don't do it. It's sort of the same reason we jumped in on the streaming sats to our podcast so early on like oh, yeah. pretty much the moment that i heard about it and that it was available to do i got our podcast value enabled not really because there's all this money slamming us every week <laughs> it's not really like that but it's going to be the future and it's just another way that our listeners can support us so with the music aspect of it i think it's even more exciting because it's a definite known problem in the music industry the between the record companies and the management artists really get screwed out mm. of a lot of the money that they end up generating especially the bigger that they make it typically these deals are uh really hamstringing artists and you know with a with a podcasting 2.0 publishing mechanism you get to cut out all those middlemen you get to have more control over your uh the value that you receive and, and um, I guess get to keep more of it. Yeah. There's nobody standing in the middle demanding fees and demanding a percentage and all this different thing. You can work that out between the people putting it out there. Um, but I mean, it's a known problem, you know, Kanye West <laughs> yeah. is pissing on his <laughs> Grammy in the toilet. Yeah, I uh, love this, it. This is the perfect tailor-made solution to what he was complaining about and him publishing all of his ridiculous, uh, record contracts like you don't need to you don't need to do that if you self-publish but the problem we have right now is um you know if you don't have this record deal or if you don't then you can't get on the radio then you can't you can't you can't make any money at all even on so here's my perspective on it is the small band who wants to put out an album or a couple songs they were you know maybe you uh you tour around and do a couple shows once in a while and you have your songs, you want to put it up, you want to sell the CD at the show, would be the old way. Um, there's no, like like the way that indie bands that I know or have been associated with it publish their music is they'll 
go to something like SoundCloud, un- unfortunately, or right. uh, or Bandcamp, and they'll also, uh, as of recently, you've been able, and recently, I mean, in the, la- the last couple of years, it's been going on for a while, um, you can get listed on Spotify, mm-hmm. and, and they're just just happy to take the uh, take your music and stream it to people and charge them, you know, as part of their the subscription they charge for everything else, and then yeah. send you nothing back. They'll send you a crumb back once in a while, right? It, like pennies per thousand plays or whatever. You know, like the math that just doesn't ever work out. Yeah, the um, the idea of putting your music out for free and then basically having people tip for it, uh, or voluntarily, oh, I like this album, I'm going to stream, or I like this artist, I'm going to stream when I listen to it, or uh, the new one is, uh, I I heard you promoting this, uh, the tip the guitar solo in the song. Right. I I just think that uh, all this interactive tipping and all this interactive value sharing opens up the, the floodgates for different participation in a way that you're not going to see if you're just saying oh, please, will you please give me $5 a month on my Patreon, please, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think the value-for-value value model that No Agenda taught us all really is the way forward to not be a slave and to not make your listeners and your audience be a slave either. It's a, it's like how adults conduct business, you know? Yeah. You can say, this is my product, what is it worth to you? And they say, oh, I'm an adult, I'm going to be responsible and say it's worth this or it's worth that. And letting people pick their own number is going to net you more in the end. Uh, Radiohead found that out with their <laughs> yeah. Rainbows album. You yeah. know, that was, the, that was the most money they ever made on an album when they did that. Yeah. And it was pay what you want. Yep. The, the way things are working right now, uh, I haven't bought an album in, it must be years. And let, with the exception of picking up like a used CD for, you know, 90, 69 cents sure. uh, a, a piece. Um, I do buy a lot of digital music. I don't buy a single album without listening to at least a few tracks on it first. Sure. So one of the things that you everyone does now is if you a new artist drops an album, um, it, unless it's the AAA tier, you can usually just listen to it online. You listen to it on YouTube, you listen to it on Bandcamp, you play the whole song. And so the idea that you're going to put it out and then people, are if they like it, they'll pay for it. Okay, well, that's what most of us are already doing anyway. Yeah, yep. This is... This is the, uh, I don't know, it, the cutting out of the middleman appeals to me. And I am the kind of guy when I go and see a busker or if I see, uh, maybe it's at a bar or a restaurant or anywhere there might be live music, I always tip them. And I, I tip the bartender, you know, I tip anyone uh, around me who I feel is, uh, you know, I guess deserving of it in a way or sure. doing something I'm enjoying, you know. Contributing to your to your good time. Yep. Especially music. I always tip the band. Yeah. Oh, Buster's me too. That's the only like uh, walking down the sidewalk. The only way I'm going to put money in a cup that you're holding is if you're playing live music. I mean, yeah. that's what I do. Or like, you know, the, the mime performer statue guys. I like to, but you know, some kind of live art, you know, not just cause you asked me for money. I don't really like being asked for money, but I love being entertained. And if I'm entertained, then I'm going to, you know, return that value in some way. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. And I think that this, uh, I'll call it a movement. The the thing that we're trying to uh, get kickstarted here is a. Uh, it, uh, there's a lot of people who feel the same way as us, and I think there's some potential for for turning this into something. Well, you know, all the way up to Kanye West feels the same way as us, but I think that the collective problem we're having is how do we solve it? Yeah. And 
um, this this way, this publishing on the value for value system and being able to stream Satoshi's to it is absolutely one of the ways. Um, we immediately run into the problem of okay, but how does that work? What app are we going to yeah. use to access it? And you know, we also have to be honest with ourselves that not all of that is built yet, and uh, without artists coming and making the use case and putting the songs together and having the RSS published, you know, I mean, if we get the infrastructure, I think that's what it takes sometimes in the app developers world to say, Oh wow. These guys actually have, have a, an album or have songs out there. I could be getting 1% or 2% streamed if I make them an app that they can use, you know? Yeah. Uh, if, if everybody sits around waiting for the other guy to do something, then it'll never happen. But if we can say, like for me, I know like uh, kitty tier level development on web apps, but I'm not like a mobile app guy. Mm. But I I know how to drum, I know how to you know put it on an RSS feed. So if I can just at least take care of what I know how to do, and then just you know raise my hands up like, oh look at this, what can we you know who can take the baton? I think that we can worry about that in the, you know, near to midterm future. Uh, I think that, that little segment we did was a great introduction. That's the, that's the doctrine we have. Uh, that's our, our sort of philosophy of what's going on. I, w- I want to get into some specifics here because there are some issues with the way that the podcast index uh, is set up right now. And I, I shouldn't say issues like it's, uh, it's something they're doing wrong. It's just to make this thing happen, there's going to have to be a tag that identifies the uh, the difference between a podcast and a song or a podcast and an album. Sure. Um, and I don't know what that looks like yet, but I did a little bit of research just to see what the groundwork is. And since this is episode one, I figured we should go find out uh, what's going on out there. And so I went on podcastindex.org and I looked around for music. And uh, I don't know if you knew this, but I, I didn't know when I started. There's a couple uh, music shows already on Podcast Index and they'll they're already receiving value for value. That's very cool. They yeah, are I, streaming Satoshis. I knew there was at least one or two, but I didn't know how many, and I didn't know, you know, like I didn't know their name or anything. I haven't seen them. Yeah. I, I've, I've heard rumors and whispers that they're already out there. Yeah. So there's, I can, I, I have a list of nine that I went through, and I have a couple notes on them. Uh, cool. I just want to get through them, and we can get this out in the ether. It's, some of them are unimpressive. Uh, one or two are interesting. So we'll get okay. through this. Uh, the first one was Game Fuel. And Game Fuel was, uh, that was the title of it. It came up as a, uh, you know, streams your sats while you listen to this. And it is a, what's a KNGI network. And I forget what the KNGI network stands for. Um, But this was a, basically, it's a podcast where they're uh, just playing music. And there's a host, uh, there's a guy named Kyle, uh, Kyle C. Kyle JCRB, I think was his name. I don't know how to pronounce that. And he comes on and introduces and announces tracks and stuff. And so he's basically doing a DJ set. Um, but the kind of music he's playing is mostly stuff from, you know, you know what Overclocked Remix is? OC Remix? Yeah. Yeah, it's like video game uh, arrangements and, and cover albums and stuff. And they yeah. also have chip tunes and, and things they'll play in between. Um, the way this is set up, it's... I think he had 207 episodes. So this has been going on for a while. This is like an old project that they've they've enabled value on for that. Um, and each one's about two hours long. So there's a lot of material there. And it's a lot of game associated. Like you could put this on when you're gaming as a as a power soundtrack. You know, some of this stuff sounds pretty good. Um, 
one of the things it doesn't have is it doesn't have chapters, which I guess isn't surprising, but there's no seeking marks. If you wanted to, you yeah. said, hey, the audio data for everything that, it, that he's playing on the show is out on this server. Um, and the way it's set up, if you had a way to index into that file, and I think there there's methods for that already put in there. If you knew where, where to index into the file for each song, you could make an app that uh, that just did that. And you could say, oh, I'm going to ingest this RSS feed. And when I do, I also get, you know, the chapter data. I can digest that. And, you know, I, I'm starting to build a, uh, like a music library just off from the audio data. These, they're freely putting out there. Yeah. And I can also uh, stream some stats back to them when I'm listening. Uh, it, and the way they're set up now, it is, like I said, there's a host who's DJing. And there is, you know, I realize that some people really like doing that. I do that myself. Uh, and I enjoy it. And I know, you know, people like Adam Curry is, he want, he, uh, he said he always wanted to do a music show, uh, podcast, but he couldn't quite make it work with rights, but yeah, you know. the rights are a big pain in the butt for sure. But. So I'm not trying to cut out the fact that there's a DJ in there. I'm just pointing out, uh, there's some reality here that there is a, um, RSS feed. It has audio data on it and it has a way to pay the, the guys who put it up for it. So it's not like gotcha. you're just a mooch. Sure. Um, the next one was called Generative Sound, and this is a whopping two episodes, and I put episodes in quotes in my, in my notes here, two uh-huh. episodes long. Um, the, uh, the tracks are all by this guy, DJ Iterate, and I think the album was called Spaceman Our Hero. I'm not really sure what it is. So there's two episodes. Oh, yeah. Each episode's a song. It's about two or three minutes long. And, hmm. uh, the... Tracks are recorded with generative methods, I guess. And so he has a Python script. And it ingests a bunch of, like, recordings of NASA stuff. You know, control room, like, you know, the guy comes on, the just talking to Houston, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, I see. This release release features some real NASA sounds, but reels in quotes. Real. Yeah. Makes you wonder. Yeah. And so this is art with a capital A, but again, this is a value-enabled... Um, I don't even want to call it podcast. We need to work on the word. This is going to be an assignment for next yeah. episode. We need to this, come up with the word for this. This is what's so cool, actually, about kind of talking it out because it's going to get messy, but over time, doing it a bunch of different ways, we're going to come to uh, kind of standards of what best practices are because I, I know we've had this discussion before of like, okay, do we put an album out as an episode or do we put each track out as its own episode or do we put the album out as one episode and then we chapter the tracks? I mean, there's a lot of different, and then what about singles? What about EPs? Uh, do, does a record label have an RSS mm-hmm. with a bunch of different artists on it? Or does each artist have their individual RSS? Yeah. There's so many different things that could happen. And I predict that all of these things will happen. Um, so, you, so you're predicting a big mess is what you're predicting? Absolutely. <laughs> well, um, the beauty of it is that since anybody can access these tools and the more people that hear about them and start playing, there are going to be more and more people that jump in and go, oh, well, I want to do it. And they're going to want to do it their own specific ways. So I think people will be going in a lot of different directions. But if we can nail down the best practices, but more importantly, like what you're saying, the phraseology of it, once you come up with a word for what it is, oh, then it's then real. You can talk about it. Then you can say, "Have you heard about 
I don't know, E-Tunes or something. Yeah. I, uh, something <laughs> don't call it E-Tunes. Something less terrible. <laughs> but like, you know, once you get the word for it, then people are like, wait, what's that? And right. then you're talking about it. But Sorry. down to one word, that's the power. Yeah. That's uh, that's uh, you you uh, speak it into existence. Fret not. It's definitely not E-Tunes. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. Just grab that was a throwaway off the top yeah. of my head. All right, we got another uh, another one on here. This was Lifespring Music Show was another one. They have 102 episodes. Um, this is another kind of DJ format thing. Uh, a guy named Steve Webb hosts the show. The episodes are about half hour long. He plays a bunch of different songs and jumps in between them and announces what's coming up next and all that in the, the classic you know, FM music uh, radio DJ style. And this is a value-enabled podcast. You can listen to it and... Uh, like I said, there's 102 episodes, so there's stuff to listen to. That's 102 episodes of music that, if you could parse right, uh, you could ingest into a podcast music player. And now there's another question of rights, and I don't know exactly yeah, how we're going to deal with that. But I was just about to ask because I see some track Willie Nelson's on. I see. Yeah. Well, there's there's a there's a couple of those going around. Even things like that OG remix. Um, if you do work and upload it to uh, OG Remix, I'm not sure what the license is. Right? Does that mean every is that Creative Commons? I couldn't tell you to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. That's mm, it gets really sticky. And what you know, fair use. And I mean, some of this, it's kind of like Curry with his uh, Creative Commons battle. You know, some of this is such new territory that somebody is going to have to be the guy that goes to court over it. You know, because it's just not decided yet. I've basically resigned myself to the fact that I am going to write version one of a license and whether it's a good one or whether it's legally enforceable or whether, you know, it's just completely retarded. That's also possible, but I want to get it down and get people to, you know, look at it and tell me I'm stupid, you know, okay. Tell me a better way. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me the problems with it. Um, the thing about Lifespring music show is their last update was in 2010. Mm. So those 102 episodes, they're way over a decade old. So this is some old, uh, old podcast getting new life. Um, well, that's another thing I wanted to mention that's very cool about all of this is it's sort of like a book royalty or anything like that in the, yeah, maybe it's a tiny bit, but over time it just keeps going. You only have to publish this content one time and mm. then everybody who accesses it down the line, however they might discover it, um, they're still going to be able to stream you payments for it. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of, you know, expanding your own library and the more value tags you have associated with your content out there, the the more, you know, the more lures in the pond, I guess you could say. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of a, just as you were talking, another question, which is if I went and wrote a song, recorded it, and I put it on my feed, um, well, I want to have a lock tag on so that no one else can import my feed into their own host. Right. But maybe what I also need to have is a system where I can lock my my song and say, hey, look, this song's my song. And the, I don't know what the duration of the of this license I'm putting together, whether, whether it's life plus 90 years or, or if it's going uh, uh, to be goes to goes to Creative Commons after five and a half or something, you know. Mm-hmm. But what's what's the what's the way that you just stop someone from just stealing your shit? I think is something that we should consider. Uh, right. I don't know what to do about it. I'm just I'm just putting I my cards it, on the table. I think it's tough. Just off the top of my dome, I think that uh, 
if you give people an easy way to work with you, uh, it might be more helpful. Uh, just in like, I when this when this whole phenomenon first started of the 2.0 and the streaming and value splits and all that, I thought it would be kind of cool if a guy was just an avid listener and a clip grabber. Uh, he might be able to carve out a whole niche business for himself by just putting together greatest hits shows for yeah. other podcasts that he listens to, chopping up the best parts, and then saying, hey, I'm going to do a value-enabled greatest hits show with oh, your God. show, yeah. but I'm going to give you 20% of the split. Yeah. I mean, I would say, fuck yeah, if, if it was me, I would say, you know, that's that's no work for me. This guy's going to give me 20% and he's going to be cutting the best parts out of my show so more people discover it. Like, I think that's a win-win-win. And these are just little niche opportunities people can create for themselves. All right. So we're going to have Watch Mojo is going to come in and make their favorite parts of Bowl After Bowl. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Watchmojo.com presents Rear Encounter. There we go. I won't even charge you for the initial business idea, man. I just want the splits. Yeah. Well, they, they did exactly that. Watchmojo.com. They're They're... They're a YouTube channel. I'm sure everyone's okay. seen their crap. And they'll do like, here's our top favorite Seinfeld gags. They'll basically oh, put yeah. a listicle up together. Yep. Um, but the the thing about them is their editors are usually um, not morons. And so they when they put something together, it's usually uh, at least plausible. When they say the top sure. 10 are our favorite. It's usually good. Um, the next uh, podcast that we... The next thing, which is does not have a name yet, um, <laughs> is called Lightning Lo-Fi. Lightning Lo-Fi. And that was a brand new one that showed up on 7 Ones so just at the beginning of the month. And it is a podcast with value enabled. Uh, it has one episode. I'm calling it one episode. It's a three-hour long uh, file. And it's just a lo-fi jams mix. You know what lo-fi jams are? Yeah, definitely. It's like that. Maybe has the, the record... Uh, you know, crackle a little bit in the background and the filters are set out. It's kind of low-key stuff you might want to study when you, yeah, you know, if you're doing homework, you listen to it. Yeah. Sometimes I'll throw some lo-fi on the bowl stream when I'm not on there. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, and so that was, again, one episode, three hours long. Uh, there was the Lightning Music Player. Now, Lightning Music Player was the most interesting thing here. Um, this is what's titled Streamable Music on Bitcoin's Lightning Network. So this is uh, clearly put together with the, the same purpose we have in mind. Sure. And this is a guy named Sam Means, and he has 10 different songs up there. Uh, he started putting them up in March, and the last update, I think, was in May uh, this year. And what he's done is he has a format for every title. Uh, so there's 10 songs. It's basically 10 episodes. Each episode's a song. And everything has the, it's the song title by artist. So it says, like, the name of the song by uh, Sam Means. And uh, he actually has a Sphinx tribe. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, I think it's uh, lightning.store slash sphinx dash tribe. And he has that set up there. Uh, hey, you can actually see some of the people boosting it and stuff in there. Yeah, that's kind of fun. But he had some original music. Uh, he had some covers. Can you say the name again? I'm sorry. Oh, lightning.store slash sphinx dash tribe hyphen dash tribe. I could just send it to you in the back channel so you don't have to Beautiful. type it. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I'm already there. Yeah, you got it? Yep. No, I was listening to this guy's stuff. I was boosting it. Um, there's some good tracks. There's stuff where he's a good singer, good producer. I mean, I'm jealous he got up there before we did. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I've seen this tribe around actually. Yeah. I haven't I hadn't joined yet. But yeah, the I heard on the last podcast in 2.0 uh, uh Dave's kids are going to put an album out to stream or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, there's, there's more than just us on this uh on this kick for sure. Yeah. And I I've been sort of living with the blinders on imagining this was going to be our oh we're the, going to be the first ones to do this sh- no there's people already out there there's movement there's we're rustling gonna, in the in the forest you know gonna be the neil armstrong of tune casting bro <laughs> tune casting <laughs> tune i write it down tune casting tune casting that's right. not it either i promise <laughs> All right, we got a couple more here. Let me run these down just so we can get to the end of this. Okay. Uh, we've also got Nitro Game Inges- uh, Injection, and that's another KNGI. Remember KNGI? I mentioned them at the oh, top. Yep. It's another stream. It turns out KNGI is a huge uh, network. They have a bunch of different shows, a bunch of different music shows, and only a few of them are value-enabled. I think only two that I saw. Okay. So maybe they're testing the water a little bit. I don't know. It was... Um, the episode that they had up was called the Patrons' Choice Special. So they're obviously they're trying a few different uh, funding models at this point. So uh, next we had Plebe Music, uh, which was two songs. They had ninety seconds, uh, ninety seconds of music each about, and they had uh, one. Of, they the two tracks were great. It was Jack Mahler's "Stacking Sats" was one of the songs, <laughs> and then it was "Pump and Dump" was the name of the other one. And they basically have a. Uh, uh, you know, clips of uh, Bitcoiners talking about stuff. Nice. You know, stacking sats is good. You know, pumping the... They, they were both fun. But those were... Uh, my only other note is they're hosted on RSS.com, it looked like. so. Gotcha. Um, there was a Civ, S-Y-V. It was called Music from the Unknown. Uh, they had uh, one track on there titled Hurdle, H-U-R-D-L. Uh, it was two minutes long. And they're on hosted on Anchor FM. So I guess they have Anchor FM... I, I suppose the way you do that, since you don't have access to the uh, to your own feed, as far as I know, uh, is you have to go through that. Oh, what's it called? Uh, Cold Acid reminded me of the name. I, I forget it. Uh, the website you go to to enable value. Oh, the Podcaster Wallet? Podcaster Wallet. That was it. Yeah, they're trying to rebuild the whole Podcast Index website so that those two things are integrated into the same system, which will be very helpful. Uh, and then they'll also have an interva- interface where you can put your own splits in because currently when you add your value tag via podcast wa- podcaster wallet you just enter one public key for your node and you don't get to split it and you don't get to do any of the cool things you have to email dave uh or get a hold of him yourself if you want the fancy splits unless you know how to write your own rss um which I do not. I do not yeah. know how to write my own RSS file at the moment. That's something, fortunately, for, for Rare Encounter, uh, we have a secret weapon, and its name is Cold Acid, uh, who's, who's been handling all that stuff. Uh, we use a program called Podcast Generator, which I think is just a PHP thing. Um, you, you could run it on a lot of things, but we actually run a heavily modified one, and uh, Cold Acid does all the work on that. He gets 100% of the credit for all this stuff. Cool. Um, and... He's done all these custom features like the word in uh, when, when we publish Rare Encounter, you know, it says Rare Encounter, Encounter Number, um, mm-hmm. and, then the, and then it'll have, um, or say Rare Encounter, or uh, I forget, it's, the title gets, uh, gets processed in, the, uh, in software. 
So what I have to type in the field is just the names and everything, and it fills everything else out oh, uh, automatically. Cool. So very nice. Um, the last podcast on here was uh, someone you might have heard of. This was TechWipe. Ah, yes. TechWipe had his, has his retrospective, uh, is what he calls it, TechWipe rep- retrospective. And he has some of his old tracks. Uh, he has four songs per episode, it looks like, and then uh, about four episodes total. And he comes on and talks about his songs and introduces stuff in the middle, too. So he's kind of hosting uh, a show where he's playing his own music and he's talking about it as he uh, as he goes through. So that's that was the complete survey. You are now all up to date on the state of... Uh, of uh, the podcasting uh, music, whatever we call it, tune casting. No, <laughs> don't call it tune casting. Uh, this the state of this whole baby. Yes. Um, well, it's definitely the time is ripe for um, a true movement of independent artists and independent. Uh, it, you know, we kind of had it with the SoundCloud phenomenon, but it didn't deliver on the promise of independent artists. What it did was just like spam your inbox with fake comments yeah, it's like this is like a audio version of youtube where you still have to get discovered by some producer but here you can put it all out for free up here you know yeah so i mean it's very convenient for hosting and they have a very sexy javascript players that everyone has to have now and they're all embeddable and stuff it's great for that i use soundcloud i don't like hate it but the gap there is that we want to be able to just publish on our own and make our own deals with the people involved rather than, cause you, you're just going to get co-opted, you know? And yeah. the problem with SoundCloud that I, I've, I've discussed with some other musicians, even back in Colorado before this, before podcasting 2.0 was a thing we were still talking about with this. And, and I had a discussion with a guy I used to work with band guy. Uh, and he was, we were talking about Bandcamp versus uh, spot, not Spotify, Bandcamp versus SoundCloud. And mm-hmm. I asked him, which one's better? If you want to get people to listen to your music, um, you know, which one is the least oppressive to have? And he yeah. said, they both, they both suck. And the reason yeah. that they suck is, is here's with SoundCloud. Um, if you send someone a link for your song, you say, oh, here's my SoundCloud page. They'll play like the one song le- that you play and then immediately roll into the whatever is being promoted this week yep. track. And it'll be some DJ blowhard, you know, someone you didn't like. Yeah, uh, some sponsored. Yeah, link. some sponsored thing. Or featured. They call it featured. A uh, featured artist. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so they're not. It's like you're you're giving away traffic to them. I want people to go to my site and listen to my music. The thing about my experience with Rare Encounter with actually doing a podcast there is that when I tell people the name of the podcast, they can usually look it up and find it. Though sometimes they get stuck on the uh, the iTunes index thing. We're not mm-hmm. listed there. Yeah, uh, but for the most part, once people have the RSS feed, they're that's it. They're they're connected yep. to us. They're not connected to anyone else. And uh, so long as we keep them entertained, they'll stay subscribed. You know, and we don't yeah. have to worry about someone trying to get in between or trying to change the rules on us down the road. Well, and that that's what I want to happen. What to ha- should happen with music? I agree, and that's that's even one of the beauties of the subscribe model of of RSS publishing is. Even if you don't necessarily keep them entertained, you're still subscribed and then you're pushing it out. You know, you're not necessarily, it's like, think of an email chain or like an email subscription. The only time I unsubscribe from an email subscription is if I'm just getting spammed and it all sucks. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if there's a big gap of months or maybe even years between 
output, that doesn't necessarily, it's out of sight, out of mind. So it's not like they're unsubscribing if you're not putting stuff out. But uh, if you're just pushing out low quality stuff all the time just to keep front of mind, then that would probably be a driver of unsubscribing. All right, so we we did two parts. Now we did the philosophy at the beginning, uh, yep. and then we did our then we did our survey of the industry and uh, what we think's going on, and uh, uh, with some real factual things. And now I, what I want to talk about is what we're going to do about it. Okay. So we've kind of laid our, laid out what we think and and what's going on. So what we want to do is, and what we've been doing, I think since when I don't know February since the beginning of the year. Yep. I started I started late last year, but I didn't really bring anyone else on for a while. Um, is trying to get this album together. So yeah. right now, Sir Spencer and I are uh, hard at work. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to. Uh, it's hard to say that sometimes it's just get we get so caught up in some other things that we don't get to work on it. That's. I'm hoping. I know you're hoping this too. Uh, hoping that this podcast is going to be uh, one of the ways that we keep in uh, keep in the groove here. Yes. And, uh, not let it fall by the wayside the way it did for. You know, all those things in life that go wrong. Uh, for example, I think the joke uh, that we were saying at the beginning was, I never, I, I keep every podcast commitment I have, but every other commitment is like up in the air. So I, I never miss a podcast commitment, that's for sure. So, yeah, um, it's kind of like the magic sauce of knowing what keeps you accountable and then just doing that. You know, yeah. you can, uh, especially for guys like us who are essentially work for ourselves. Um, you have to be that you have to, it's like, if you're your own manager, then you have to treat yourself like you are an employee of your own. So like, that means rewarding good behavior, punishing bad behavior and, you know, build baking in incentives that, you know, you'll respond to it. It kind of makes you feel crazy after a little while, but it also is impossible to get anything done unless you do something like I, I am a fan of figuring out how to trick yourself into doing what's good for yourself and then just and then just continually tricking yourself to to be better. Yeah. Well, once it becomes a habit, then then you're in the clear. Then you're just yeah. doing it every time. It's automatic. You yeah. Know? So we have um, what was our total list? I think it's about ten tracks, right? Yep. Maybe one so. of them's a reprise. Um, we got most of the lyrics are already written. We've done demos for all of the tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them, I would say that the first one's completely recorded. I don't think there's any changes to that. Um. I don't know how how detailed do we want to get it. We we kind of have temporary names for some of these. I don't know if we want to bring them all up. Sure. Well, and I think some, and I might want to talk to you about this after the show. But some of them I have like short versions of versus the full track oh. version. You know what? Why don't we just lay everything out? Sure. I don't I don't care. Uh, okay. You know i I don't want to hide hide under a bushel. Like I want to let it shine. This little light yeah. of light. Yeah. Let's talk some details here. So what's going on? We had Making Beans was our first song. I played that on the stream a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, that one, the drums came out really well. And the way we did that was I did the uh, kind of the music, uh, the backing track kind of stuff, except the drums. And I sent those mm-hmm. to you and you sent me some kick-ass MIDI files. The MIDI data, yeah. That I was able to import. And I got, I, I still love that when I listen to it. That made the track for me. Cool. Uh, and there was a little massaging I did um, I, I've told you this before. The main thing I do is your drum kit you have, when you hit the snare drum, it plays out one uh, MIDI note, no matter how you hit the drum kit. Yeah. And what I do in my samples, um, I use a library called Play, which is by East West. And I use usually, um, I think Goliath is the name of the, the library I pull everything out of. Anyway, uh, to get to the point, 
is that they have left and right hand um, uh, stick sounds. So there's a little variation depending on which hand you hit the, the snare drum with. And so I, when I'm listening to your MIDI file, I'm trying to guess which hand. I'm trying to imagine in my head, I'm imagining Sir Spencer. And which hand is he hitting the snare drum with? And I programmed it in like that. So I'll have to send you the video files <laughs> <laughs> so, with my MIDI next time. So that one's basically ready to be mixed and mastered. Um, I did some temporary mixes. That's what's been around is my lame-ass uh, mixing skills. Uh, we, we're going to bring someone in uh, who's actually going to be able to mix and master it. I have someone in mind, but uh, he's been... It's. I'm looking at it as no agenda social, and it sounds like he's been busy. Uh, so I'm going to bug him a little bit later this week, but I'm not, I'm not going to say his name until he says yes. Uh, so we'll keep that under a bushel. All right, secrets. Uh, all right, we got some other... Uh, some other stuff we had. Willow Brown was our second song. I don't think we ever, no one's ever heard that but us. No. Uh, actually, you know who, Fletcher heard uh, the demo version of it because I was trying to court him to do something with it a long time oh, ago. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So that was our uh, our second track on there. It's it's a little like a jam. It, I always think of Death Cab for Cutie in the way it kind of just kind of jams along. Yeah. Uh, but that one we have. Now you got the MIDI that I sent to you for that, right? Yeah. So, or? well, let me let me o- open it up. Did you send me a full song length MIDI file or one that was just the first like I twenty measures? That, I think that Willow Brown and Monday Ghost, both of the folders that I downloaded from the demos folder, they're like incredibly short. So, like, I drummed along everything I had. So, but they all they start i think they both end after the first verse or did did you know that i'm not working out of the demos folder anymore i'm working out of the so the demo had the demo shit in it and the recording Uh, folder uh, so there's one called recording okay that has sense for like when you're recording to use that yeah that's like this so the demos is just the shit we were doing in january and march i Uh, see that explains a lot so if if you were listening you'd say hey how come this sounds like shit that's probably why I've gone through and actually um, re-recorded all the electric guitar and the bait, the um, oh, okay, you know, uh, reprogrammed some of the keys and stuff on that. So yeah. I Open imported your MIDI stuff, but it wasn't the whole song. Yeah, it's not going to line up then, probably because I'm even. The, I don't know if the the time signature is probably still the same, but I I kept the same BPM. We figured out the BPMs and and everything in the demo, so it's still beat mapped. Uh, it actually went in, but it was uh. It was the wrong uh, length. Because what, what, what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. This is changing my life, actually. Yeah. And go to Like Wine. Our, our third track was Like Wine. I, uh, okay. That's a personal favorite. I like that song. It's, uh, as much as I can like my own music, the, the only thing I like in it's the bridge, though. So, <laughs> that was the song was really boring. And then I came up with the, the bridge in my car singing to myself, oh, shit, that's it. That's what it's going to sound like. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's a full length in need of drums. I mean, I, I okay. can't, I can't open it because we're recording right now. But right. I think it's yep. a, uh, I think it's like a four and a half minute song or something like that. All right, it was all the way yeah. through. I'll go get to smashing on these because I didn't even, <laughs> my stupid ass didn't yeah. realize there was a recording folder, and I was still um, in the demos folder, and I was like, surely the song is longer, but I'll just give him what no, he has no, now, you know? <laughs> no, uh, the song's four minutes, not... See, that's, that's the beauty, too. I wanted to say that this is a fun challenge, working online and never being in the same room. It's yeah. like... Uh, <laughs> 
I've never done anything like this musically because musically, especially being a drummer, you know, I just kind of like show up and then wait for everybody else to get in gear. And then like, I'm just kind of like the foundation, you know what I mean? So then I get the nod and the count off and then, all right, I'm just, I'm just keeping the time, keeping the tempo and whatever. And so now you got my, my dumb ass in the middle trying to tell you how to do it. Without a room to read, it's really tough as a drummer to be like, all right, is this right? I guess this is what I'm going to give you, you know? Yeah. But again, uh, I think having the podcast and like saying it and laying it down is going to be that extra bump we need in communication. Yeah. Even, if, even literally if no one else listens to this. <laughs> I think we have, we have, I have a fan base at least. It'll be I know perfect. you have a fan base too, so we could get a couple suckers to listen to this thing. I'll get my uh, groupie club right on it. All right. So this podcast, I want to call Ablecraft. Uh, the reason that it's called Ablecraft is that's the name of the folder <laughs> we work out of. And, yeah. uh, so what the hell? That's that's it. Um, for the next week, I'm, I presume that we're going to just do this Thursdays. Okay. I'm. I, you don't have to agree if a better day's... Uh, I'll, maybe I'll never let the Hawk Story guests again. Yeah. <laughs> Live. Yeah, I, I'm blocking myself out now. Yeah, they're recording right now. <laughs> well, you know, if you want to do Friday or something, but you um, have a Friday night. I'm yeah, fine Saturday, Sunday also. I think maybe Fridays would be the most... I think Fridays would be the best for me, but then, of course, we do Bowls with Buds on Fridays for the same reason. <laughs> Sometimes when we have guests. You know, we don't do them every Friday, but... Yeah. Uh, I'm also not opposed to the Thursday thing. Um well, let's try it, and and we can always shuffle. So my my plan is to not stream this. Um, okay. It'll just be a podcasting 2.0 podcast. Okay. Um, I'm gonna pick a hosting company that does podcasting 2.0 style tags that'll support value. Okay. Um, and, and that'll be a little research thing too, uh, so I can try out a host and, and try and get something done. L- like I mentioned before, cold acid kind of. Uh, takes care of me so much that i i I need to get my i need to get dirty man i'm on the host hunt right now and i'm really trying to make it work with castapod but there's definitely a learning curve with it i'm i'm going to go for a paid host um maybe what what do you think i should go for a paid host i'm just gonna jump in and do one and if i don't like it we'll do another one sure well uh i've kind of on on the last bull after bull i kind of pooped on all the hosts Uh because i don't I don't think there's a host that really has it figured out yet, personally. What about one that would be responsive to us, that uh, that kind of is sending the right signals that they want to include podcasting to put, or they would want to work with someone like us? I would say Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is the one I wanted to go with. They are the one that, like, you can get in touch with their customer service at any time, and they will customize your RSS for you if you just tell them what you want to put in it. Like, they're great. They're uh, implementing all of the pod 2.0. The problem is their pricing model, which would probably be perfect for this show is in audio hours per month, which doesn't work for bull after bull. It just never will work. Yeah. Cause at their most expensive tier, I would still have to be paying an extra per hour fee. Cause I think their most expensive tier gives you 12 hours per month. Oh, that's no good. And then every hour after that, you got to pay three more bucks an hour just for an hour more of audio, you know? And I've got like two to two and a half hours every Tuesday, plus the guests shows when we do them. So that, that will literally never work for me. Yeah, just listen to the that rundown I had of just the music feeds. And these are kind of low-key, you know, just stuff that we happened to pick up as we were walking by, you know, these Game Fuel yeah. and all these things. These are hours-long, three-hour-long shows. Yep. 
So, you know. and to me, it kind of seems cheeseball to pay to charge by the audio hour when you could charge like Fireside does. Fireside will let you do unlimited, but the file size is regulated to 100 megabytes. 100 yeah. megabytes is as big as your audio file can be, which isn't necessarily the end of the world, but it was also too much of a pain for me to really commit to. Yeah. All right. It sounds like I'm going with uh, Buzzsprout. I'm going to pull the trigger on it. I'm going to get their. Uh gonna get their plan we'll see if it works we'll see if it doesn't work and i'll tell you what if it doesn't work we'll talk shit about them on this show yeah and then we'll then you know what here's the bonus um if it doesn't work out and we can try and transfer this podcast to another host and that'll be an exercise too yeah all all these things see how shitty that is (laughs) right i i love being able to at least if we can go through the headache then we can also tell other people how to do it right yeah. so that they don't have to repeat the follies. But yeah, that's part of the caveat of, you know, going first on a lot of things is you've got to f- figure out how it's done. But I would rather be the guy, I would always rather be the guy trudging through the mud, messing it up and figuring it out than be the guy sitting around going, because <laughs> yeah. by that time it's just too late, man. All right. Well, so much for a 20-minute show. We've been at it for almost, uh, what, 45? Oh. Oh, boy. I think it's time to wrap up. we got to call the end of uh, of episode one. I think we'll be back next week to uh, talk a little more about Ablecraft. Awesome. God, my name's in the show. It sounds so good. Hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. Uh,